John, I abandoned you last week because I had building work going on. Do you still love me? Uh, you know, I, I signed up for the long term, so the answer is yes, but it was with great difficulty. In fact, really, you know, just as you had to have jacks to keep the, the, your roof on, I had to jack up my heart in order to maintain my love. Oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> ah, so, so John, what, what's the news this week? You, um, anything exciting to tell us? Uh, well, Findry now has a public API, which is both read and write. We'd had a, a read-only API for, for some period of time, but now you can do everything with our public API that we do with our, our, our iOS and Android apps and what we do on, on the, our web app as well. So it's, it is a fun and happy time for us. We're a long time coming, but uh, it should be, I think, lots of fun to see what people do with okay. it. We had a, a hack. Okay, so I, I need to ask you a question here, okay, because you are... Um, you are primarily focused on the iOS client for your company, yeah? That is uh, I'm correct. I'm assuming yep. your client uses the API. Um, it does. And now your company has just opened up um, the possibility for your client to have loads of competitors um, that yes. will either prove your client to be the amazing and wonderful thing it is or show it up to be a piece of trite trash that uh, should never have seen the light of day. Um, does that scare you? Uh, <laughs> no, it doesn't. Uh, one is that, you know, it, it can't because, I mean, in the end, it's it's about the platform, right? So, I mean, it, it's it's if we were just a web or just iOS or just Android, we wouldn't have the benefits of, of kind of covering the vast majority of the market where they want to be. I'm sure there'll be some Windows Phone users crying out there or some old Nokia or, or you know, Palm Pilot customer saying, well, what about us? Um, but uh, I, I, and I think in all honesty, uh, I, don't, I don't know necessarily that people would say, okay, well, we're going to go out and replace the client so much as uh, there are lots of institutions, for example, you know, museums, academic institutions, um, Nonprofits, things like that, who who may have lots of content, and they need to pre-process the content, and they they want to do specialized thing with it. Uh, and for instance, to, for to be able to do that, they may need to pull data from some source. Let's say you know, uh, you know, uh, an artwork management system, right? So say you're a museum and you have lots of historical photos of things of that nature, and you have that in a system which has the captions and the titles and the credits and all that kind of stuff in some type of formatted mechanism. You want to squeeze it together and, and make a nice presentation for it on 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 findry well you know the api makes it much you know m makes it possible to build a, a sophisticated very very efficient desktop app for example or web app for that matter you know we we actually did have a a, a public api in the very very early days but then they, they kind of pulled it back because they were this is before my time uh, because there were some issues with it. But even in that amount of time, somebody had written a Flickr importer, uh, which is kind of a natural thing because of the lineage of, of Findery. Um, and so I, I, my, my guess, although we'll see, my guess is that the, the first types of things are going to be people doing that type of thing. And then I think the other thing too is is you know there, there are lots of lots of use cases for having stuff on a map, right? And uh, being able to, to aggregate it with, with other sources of, of, of media and, and, and information uh, to present some, some new thing that, that could be highly specialized. And so in that particular case, it's more like taking advantage of our, of our content. Um, but we'll see. You know, we, we, as I was saying, we, we had a, a hack day um, two weeks ago, and it was lots of fun, and we're going to do a hack week um, soon after we, we push out this new release that we've been working on. And that's 
just tons and tons of fun. But the part of the rule is is that you have to you have to use the public API, which which is the API we've been using already with with one small difference, I suppose. In in, in uh, there are there are some there are some kind of very specialized endpoints that we haven't made public, but I, you know, it's uh, I don't think anything that that anybody would miss. Okay, so th- this sort of leads us into the main thing I would like to talk about um, uh, this week is is that Findery is a funded company, yes? Yes. Okay, so um, your attitude as a business towards the way you're going to eventually end up as a business is probably quite different to if it was someone like just you on your own or me on my own who was trying to work out how to make money as a software developer. Exactly. So I'm guessing for you, it's all about. I'm taking a guess here, and obviously, you may or may not be able to say certain things because we've not discussed what's appropriate and inappropriate. So, um, but I'm guessing for Findery right now, you're a platform, so everything is about users. Mm-hmm. It's all about getting people to adopt your platform. It's not about making the rent each month. It's not about um, having an income each month. It's about how do we get more people on? Correct. Okay, so um, I think I sent you earlier in the week um, a couple of posts from Justin Williams. Indeed, which and I... a uh, podcast recording he did with the guys who do release notes. Excellent podcast. If you um, uh, feel like uh, cheating on us, if you like, you know, uh, infidelity. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we we, we are um, a polygamist society when it comes to podcasts. I'm I'm pretty sure that's acceptable. Um, so yeah, and Justin Williams who took on um, Glassboard. Uh, Glassboard, thank you, uh, from Sepia Labs uh, when uh, when they decided to close it down. And and here was an interesting story. Um, he shares lots of details on the podcast, including numbers. And his um, blog posts recently have been obviously painful for him. But he's you know he's he's purging himself of his of his uh, his pain, I believe, by going public with stuff. Um, and it was an interesting story of a company that was funded um, handing on or selling the product over uh, to someone who was going to try and build it from a personal perspective and just how those two worlds were so different and and, and collided. And it was amazing to me in how he shared in this that how little – um, CP Labs knew about anything to do with uh, paying customers. They, you know, they, they knew how many users they had. They knew how many um, uh, connections there were each day, and all this sort of stuff. All the stuff about building the platform, building the platform. Uh, but when it came down to, well, how many u- paying users do you have? You know, it's like, oh, don't know. <laughs> um, uh, I, I may be exaggerating very slightly there, um, but this difference in attitude um to it and one of the, yeah, and so first of all did you have any comments on that before i push into some other areas that interested me uh i didn't listen to the podcast i read i read justin's piece and it reminded me again of 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 something that i i, I hate to kind of quote venture capitalists but i think it, it, it's 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 useful in this particular case uh, probably the most common question that gets asked if you pitch somebody saying is this a vitamin or is it aspirin right and and I, what he talks about is is that you know, people will pay for things when, 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 when it solves a particular problem they have. And if you have a headache, 
you will plunk down $12 for, for two aspirin tablets at the airport because you need it. But if you are a vitamin, if you pr promise somebody long-term health and happiness or, you know, <laughs> clearer looking skin or any other type of thing that is difficult to quantify, um, people are much more reluctant to, to, to pay. And I think that, that, that is a huge problem. I think generally speaking, you know, the, the people have a hard time paying for stuff when there are so many alternatives that are free that may be nearly as good. Right. And, and I think that that is the, the, the you know, the, the, my biggest takeaway from this post, which I really liked was, you know, what problem are you trying to solve? And can you, can you reach people that have those problems? You know, and, uh, that uh, I, God bless him for, for, for being so frank and, and, you know, in revealing things that must've been personally painful to him because I, I, I have a pretty good idea about how much work he put into this and, you know, and, and the fact that he's willing to share that with the public is, 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 is speaks highly of him as an individual. So isn't there something interesting here, though, that um, a company was prepared to put this much money? Um, I believe CPU Labs had at least six or seven staff on this. I mean, so by, by some startup standards, it's very small, but mm -hmm. at least six or seven staff. They had, you know, quite large infrastructure costs every month. Um, you know, the, and, and I'm not picking on these guys because I think they're very normal in this in this field in a way. Um, you know, that this amount of money could be spent on something that actually no one had yet managed to define. And when it came to it, um, you know, there was obviously no. You know, this is very much a, let's build something, let's make it popular, and then work out a way of making money from it. And the reality is, maybe there wasn't, and you know, that that seems just seems crazy to me. Yeah. And yet that's what's getting, if you read all the, the hot blogs and, you know, the funded about, you know, getting VC startup money and everything else, it, it's really, that's what it's all about. And that just seems a crazy world. It is a crazy world, you know, and, and I think the reality is, is that it, it is a world that, that yields some, some, some fine and interesting things. I mean, you know, but, but at enormous, enormous risk, you know, for, for every, for, for, and, and it's basically, it is kind of a, a, Almost, you know, pretty safe to say it's a winner take all in, in many respects because ultimately people you're you're competing for people's time, right? And there's an unending amount of time for for for, for unending a number of, of things that people can do with their with their available time, um, and it, it it just just keeps getting worse. I mean, you know, when I grew up, there were there were three channels. Now there's three gazillion, you know, and and three gazillion different apps and three gazillion different websites. So and and in any type of, of expression that you can imagine, you have multiple choices, all of which are free. And in, in the end, you know, you end up being the 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 the, the customer, you know, and uh, being the product rather. Um, and so I think that that uh, you know. I think that there's there's room for both because one one yields you know crazy ideas, but the, the but I think that that the, the, I think that the, the the takeaway for 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 you know kind of indies and small companies is that yeah don't even bother to start unless you you've defined that and and um, this is a theme that we're developing for a long time you know file new project don't even think about that until you you've wireframed it and and maybe before you even sit down with a with a wireframe you might want to think about kind of these types of things and 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 I would say this is that it's okay to to work on a project that you do because you love to do it and you want to see it done in the world and that that's perfectly fine and okay 
okay. And, and even if, 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 if you want to have, you know, if you're lucky enough to find people who are willing to, to fund it in one way or another, or as a research project from an established company, whatever, it's, it's perfectly okay to take a huge risk without risk. We wouldn't have these new things, but understand very clearly that that is the risk that you're taking. And you're taking it. Don't labor under illusions that, you know, well, I'll figure it out, I'll figure it out on the other side, you know. Okay, let's bring this a little bit closer to home to maybe probably the people who are listening to this podcast, probably more likely to be producing an iOS app or a Mac app or both. Um, that, uh, um, uh, you know, where you had a good idea and you're trying to sell it. Um you know, the reality is it's exactly the same, isn't it? That the people will only buy your um, application if it fixes a pain. And I guess there is a, an equation everybody has in their head, probably slightly different for everyone, is, you know, how much pain equals how much cash uh. am I prepared to spend? I mean, if you're rolling in cash, um, you might be prepared to spend $100 on something that's going to save you five minutes, um, really because it's something you don't want to do for the next five minutes. Whereas um, if you're uh, very short of cash, you know, you're only going to spend $100 if the thing you know, virtually saves your life. Um but the point is it's still exactly the same from people don't buy something because it's nice. They won't buy something because it's um, a good idea. The majority of people buy something because it solves a problem. It, and, and often that problem is about removing pain or removing awkwardness or removing inconvenience from someone's life and how much uh, that is worth. And, I, and I'm I'm not sure how many people before they set off on that far new project, and I know we've discussed this a little bit before, you know, actually take their idea from that perspective. You know, it might be great that this app does all this great stuff and they all sound amazing and they're all wonderful. Um, and if you're going to give it away to people, probably lots of people are going to tell you how amazing that is. But what is the point that people are going to pay for? And that's not going to be every feature of your app. So there's going to be a feature or two features or three features or four features or however many it needs to be that are going to make people say, I need to pay for this um, or I'm happy to pay for this or even if I'm not happy I'm very willing to pay for this um, and I think we when we set out on development when we set out on a new release whatever it might be um, as small business uh, people we have you know if we can't answer that question yet about what is it that people are going to want to pay for here and then physically go out and test that in a way you know go and ask people directly would you pay for this give me your money and i think we discussed this a little bit last time um you know then really we're not being any more you know we look at the idea of you know just throwing money at a startup and working out where you're um where your income is going to come from later and it sounds crazy to us but actually if you've got lots of money and you're not going to run out of money, eventually you will find an idea. And if you've got a million users or two million users or three million users, you'll get some of them to buy something. And you could probably be okay. Um, when you haven't got a lot of money, setting out on an idea that you don't know how it's going to make money yet or with Doug Pippa is, is actually even more crazy. And yet I'm sure lots of us do it all the time. Well, it's like it's like buying a lottery ticket, except for hopefully the the process of building it is something that you enjoy doing it, and that if, if nothing else, that you 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 come up with something that you're proud of and that you use yourself. I mean that that's the only other kind of reason I can see for wanting to do it. So, do you think there are? I mean, we talk about pain, people, people, and and we're not talking about necessarily physical pain. Although, of course, if you can write 
a computer program that removes physical pain, then yeah, you're probably going to make quite a lot of money, I'd imagine. Um, but yeah, we talk about removing inconvenience. Is there is there anything else other than pain? Do you think that people are happy to pay for pleasure? Well, I would like to think yes, but I mean, you know, think about how people pay for what are the thing, what are the digital things delivered over a network that deliver pleasure, right? I mean, there's you know, there's music, there's there's movies, there's things of that nature. You know, to a certain extent, there is there is things that people read. I mean, some people do pay for subscriptions. I pay for the New York Times. I'm happy to do so. Um, there are people who pay more for things like you know, you know, Bloomberg terminals, real time information for which is hugely valuable. You know, and I think that that there 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 actually were you know uh, some of the startups that I, I uh, you know was meeting with in, in Athens had that very problem about kind of you know we have an app that doesn't it, 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 we, I kind of went through an exercise with them trying to think about how you would present it to somebody and in 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 a I actually. Uh, I liked the way that the economists used to market themselves, and they may may still do. And so, you know, the economists, our listeners must know the economists, the the news magazine, the venerable British news magazine. Um, and and so they they painted on on the side of a wall in downtown San Francisco, and they're very kind of nice red. Their economist logo, and they just the tagline was, "Or you could wing it," right? Meaning, read this. Be up on it, or you're going to be caught, you know, empty-handed, or caught with nothing, interest to no, no, no ability to participate in a conversation. And there, it was playing on 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 a pain. It's kind of a kind of the pain of feeling that you're you're not, you know, uh, whatever, as smart or well informed as the people that you're going to be interacting with, and then they're going to have a, a bad opinion of you. So this is a kind of insurance policy against that. And so with one of these startups, uh, I was kind of was presenting it in that particular way, saying that students, you know, MBA, not not kind of, you know, art history majors, but let's say finance majors, MBA majors, people, you know, people along those lines might be willing to pay a, a reasonable kind of subscription fee so that if they get one or two kind of hits, so to speak, one or two kind of articles or bits of analysis or things that, that this, this company produced, they would feel that their money was well spent. So I think that that is a potential way of doing it where it's kind of, it, it's it's between something that you know. I enjoy reading the Economist. I enjoy reading those things. In some ways, it's pleasure, but I wouldn't kind of think about it in the same way of of watching a Pixar movie, which is to me kind of pure pleasure. But somewhere along those lines, so I think that there are are categories of apps that 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 if if it if it's easy enough to get started, the the presentation of it, the kind of value proposition, saying give it a try, and then you get people kind of hooked onto it. It may be the case that they they just kind of keep using it you know over and over again, and they don't think about it. I mean, you know, I still am paying five bucks a month to Automatic for for spam removal, you know, of of a WordPress blog. Do I need to have it? No, I mean it's kind of one of those things where, and you know this all too well. It's like I have the thing running, you know, on occasion it's useful to have it. So you know, could I do it myself? Yes, but my time is valuable to me. So things along those nature, uh, along those lines. Um, but I think for for just pure stuff where you can kind of say I'm 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 a cartoonist. Here's my work. I mean, even that has has some stuff, you know, some some mechanisms there for allowing people who want to produce some type of art and have it su- supported by by patrons there's you know software called patreon you know maybe one day we'll see that for for apps <laughs> it's like you know i build clever apps with with that that don't solve world problems but they're nice and amusing and i want somebody to to be my patron yeah it's i think but 
you know, so you've just opened up the options there, and I think you've you, you've brought up some some quite good ones. Um, but I think the point is, as developers, we need to be pretty clear about where we think our app fits in that. Mm. Um, I mean, the the example you with the communist you put in, I'd say that was probably playing on people's insecurities. Exactly, um, yeah. making you fearful that if you don't have this information, you're going to be left behind. Um, you know, that is a very common um, sales tactic. Um, uh, and yeah, actually building your entire, um, and I know this was a one-off ad for The Economist and it has lots of other reasons that it could sell itself for different values and it may not be the only way it ever does it. But, you know, would you really want to spend the rest of your life or the next 10 years developing an app where you only way you could sell it was playing on people's insecurities? I don't know. <laughs> it depends on who you are, I guess. But yeah. the point is, you know, what is it, what is it that you are making people... Um, uh do and i'm going to be interested when the time comes because i'm assuming one day findery's got to try and make some money uh-huh. um somewhere and um, i'm sure somewhere in the deep dark depths of the boardroom you, there are plans afoot for you guys um i'm not going to ask what they are now uh, unless they're public already um uh-huh. and i've just not seen them um but it's going to be interesting to see because uh findery's great fun um it, it, it i guess it can be for some people considered useful um it, it's got a it's got a connection point of view it creates connection uh but it's going to be interesting to see what you guys use to um to make it uh valuable uh-huh. to the point that uh, you don't suffer the same um problems that uh, glassboard was that this is great this is great um justin talks about you know there were boards with five six seven eight hundred people on um talking about games and the moment he wanted to charge the owner of that board you know however many bucks a month to keep the board running they all just said well we'll go somewhere else then um uh which uh which is interesting that you know that that's got to be a community that people built up found useful and yet it wasn't worth a few bucks to someone that's actually quite scary (laughs) It is. Well, I mean, I think that that comes down to it is, is, is you know, and, and we'll see if this changes over, over the next year or two or, or forever. But I mean, there's definitely a sense of an entitlement that everybody says everything should be free. And then, you know, on the one hand, they may think, well, I don't, I don't care if, if, if I become the product or, you know, it, or maybe, you know, you're, you're choosing, it's like, well, you know, what's the worst that can happen? I don't mind looking at some ads or I don't mind doing this. Um, I would like to think at some point people would would have to decide that there is some value to this, but you know what are the conditions that would bring that about? I mean, partly it would have to be that that people are unwilling. I mean, I see these kind of discussions all the time. I mean, there's the famous you know uh, talk uh, "f you pay me," right? Where it's like you know a graphic designer said said, "Hey, can we would love to, we love your work? Can you can you give us an example of how you might treat this and kind of to draw them in and get them to do work for free?" And in a way, software is kind of the same thing. Free software is the kind of the same thing. It's like, hey, you know, I'll give you my stuff for free. And but but you know the the thing about it is if, if everybody's doing it, it's hard for you then to kind of stick out and say no, you know, pay me from the from from the get go. It is it is so it'd be interesting to um, to see what happens. Anyway, well, that all started from the Findery API. So um, we're, are we going to be able to put a link in the show notes to details Indeed. on the Findery API? Indeed, there's I, 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 there's a great blog post about it that talks about it and has links and and we will put that in there. Okay, well, um, so I've been um, for the first time in a little while. I've been doing a lot of um, 
coding work this week and uh, playing with stuff. Been spending a lot of time with Swift, um, a lot more than I have done recently. Which is, uh, which is, uh, in case you don't know, John, I've um, left my role as CEO of Rem Objects, uh, come back to um, technical stuff. Nothing, you know, nothing sinister. Nothing, um, you know, nothing, nothing. Uh, big or bad just wish from objects all, all all the luck it just wasn't going to um uh, uh just wasn't yeah you know, when you're when you're doing stuff in a company it's all about um understanding it's all about uh having a common vision and you you can't fudge any of that stuff and if there's even one little bit out of place um you know it's just the same in teamwork if, if there's even one little thing out of place that can make uh life harder than it needs to be and can make things more difficult and sometimes you then have to just weigh that up so um i've uh, i've moved on from that it was a great time great experience wish room objects all the best in the world um but i was back at the keyboard writing code this week um so i was playing with swift and i also began to look at the um the database realm have you looked at that at all no i haven't well, um, in fact, we're running out of time a little bit, so why don't we talk about Realm um, uh, next? No, not next time, because we're going to have a guest on next time. First time we've had a guest in a long, long time. Uh, but Drew McCormack's going to come on in and talk about Ensembles too. Okay. Um, and uh, not just the tech stuff behind that, but the change of business decisions, because I, I think business is really quite interesting to a lot of people. So, that, so uh, we'll talk about Realm maybe the time after that. So um, uh, we'll... Um, uh, as opposed to start a new subject now when we're sort of 25 minutes in or so. So, uh, John, unless you've got any other news you want us to um, to wrap up with, uh, we might as well tell people where they can find you. Well, one last thing, we should have people say a congratulations, even though it's a bit late, but to our, our good friend Dave. Can we can we mention this, Dave and Claire, that there's, there's a new beautiful baby in the world? You can. Dave and Claire are both um, part of the NS conference team. Uh, Dave was part of the iDeveloper team as well, part of the, the production engineer uh, when we were doing videos. Uh, little baby Jonathan was born, apparently keeping them awake every night. I'm way past that and <laughs> I have no sympathy. I've been through it. So, um, yes, but you can congratulate them as much as you like. And, and John, he wasn't named after you, I'm fairly sure. Well, why not? Well, I mean, aside from the fact that the name is different, but he was born on October 10th, which is the day before my birthday. Coincidence? I think not. All right, so there we are. Uh, they may well have done, but I'm sure they were more inspired than that. <laughs> so mean. <laughs> it's my job, John. Okay. Somewhere it says in the spec. Uh, well, yes, okay. Congratulations so, to them. Yes, so you can find my, my, my character-destroying rants about Scotty on Twitter as Jembe, that's D-J-E-M-B-E, like the West African drum. And you can find my more pleasant delightful observations and fun facts on Findery where I'm John Fox and you can find out all about my product Memory Miner at memoryminer.com and uh, if you can hear me through the booming where I just slapped the mic with the back of my hand um, my name is Scotty uh, you can find me on Twitter as MacDevNet um, you can find my waffle on my blog, which hasn't been updated again in a while, wafflewithmeaning.com you'll find the show notes for this show at ideveloper.com Co. and you can also sign up to receive them by email if you so wish thank you very much for listening everyone sorry we're away for a week because i've been building work done in the house and it was just far too noisy uh but uh, my ceiling is back together and hopefully not falling down still build, building work going on but not as noisy now uh thanks for listening everyone and uh until next time you take care 
Don't forget to join us next week for our guest, first one in a long time.